Aaron Rodgers trade or not, this might be the perfect draft for the Packers to trade down, not trade up. Plus, what to make of Matt LaFleur's comments about tempering expectations for Jordan Love. All of that on today's show. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Touchdown! You are locked on Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked On Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Thanks to everyone who makes Locked on Packers their first listen every day. We hope you like starting your day with us as much as we like starting our day with you. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. So I've been going through these prospects. and. I, I really wanted to get excited about the edge class. I really wanted to get excited about the offensive tackle class. I haven't finished the, the tackles. I have gotten through enough of the edge rushers to make the following statement. Irrespective of whatever happens with the Aaron Rodgers trade, the best thing that the Packers could do in this draft in all likelihood, is to trade out. Now, before you flip out, if you are predisposed to do that, if there are some of these blue chip players, someone like Jackson Smith Najigba happens to be there at 15, run, don't walk the carton. But I think the Packers wanted to go tight end. I have some... You know, been been hearing some things about that. That they would like to go tight end early. But if Don Kincaid is not going to work out and Michael Mayer is not going to test like an elite athlete, 15 might be a little early. It would be for me. And I love Don Kincaid. I think he's worth the 15 pick if he had tested sort of where I thought he would. But he, remember, he's an older prospect. There are some questions there. Plus, now he has this injury. And, you know, Luke Musgraves, these other guys are just not in that atmosphere. So then you're talking about if you want to just look at, okay, these are the premium positions. And the Packers tend to to focus on those premium positions. Pass rusher. Like, I think Miles Murphy is a really good player. I wouldn't love him at 15. I don't think Lucas Van Ness, after having watched him, is where you'd want to go at 15. I, I, like I, I would understand the use case of it because you say, okay, he can play five tech, he can play three tech, he can play on the edge, and it, there's it's all upside. There, this is the Rashawn Gary pick all over again. I have to say, though, there are some testing things, athletic things that he doesn't have that Rashawn Gary did have. That elite first step burst, that initial one, two step quickness doesn't show up on tape and it's not there in the testing. Rashawn Gary had that. He had that explosive athleticism. 
So it's not quite the same. So, okay, I don't love these edge rushers at 15. Nolan Smith, small, don't love the tape. He's a beloved player at Georgia, former number one recruit. I know that he tested off of the freaking charts, you know, relative athletic score over nine, not because he's big, because he's not 6'2", 238, basically off-ball linebacker size. I mean, Quay Walker is bigger than that. And I just don't, I don't, I don't love the tape. I just don't. So, and, and look, I can only tell you what my eyes see. So I'm not here to tell you that I'm right and you're wrong and I'm right and the Packers are wrong or anything like that. I'm just telling you what, what my eyes see. I don't love this pass rush class at 15. I, I don't also love the, the offensive tackle class at 15. I don't think Peter Skaronsky is going to get to the Packers at 15. I don't think Paris Johnson is going to get to the Packers at 15. So now you're left with some projections, some guys who don't quite fit what the Packers generally want. Now some elite athletes, but guys that I would have, I would have questions about if I were the Packers. And so this goes back to something we've talked about a couple times over the course of the last few weeks. And that is that this draft is stronger in that sort of 25 to 55 range than it is in the zero to 25 range, unless you have, we want a quarterback. It's a good quarterback class. Like there isn't a Trevor Lawrence in this class, but there are four guys who project as legit starters, at least on their high end in this class. And there could go four in the top 10, which by the way, that has never happened. We've had four in the top 11, but never four in the top 10. That could push some quality players down. I just don't know that it's going to push enough quality players down. There is not consensus. Like you have Jalen Carter, you have Will Anderson, but neither of those guys to me are true what you would want year in and year out, top five kind of premium elite players. They're not in that Miles Garrett, Nick Bosa level of premium top end pass rush talent. They're, to me, they're not. So that says, okay, if you can get an extra day to pick, then you're getting something that is in the, the meat of the draft. And then let's say you bump back to 20, to 22 even. Probably get Dalton Kincaid. You can probably get Michael Mayer. Probably get Quentin Johnston. Can, maybe, maybe you won't get Jackson Smith to jig, but he might be off the board already. But maybe there's another player, you know, at, at, you know, offensive tackle that you feel fits that value a little bit better. I think that makes more sense. Now, there is this conspiracy theory. And, and look, I love. There's this conspiracy theory that the Packers never actually wanted 13. And that what they really want is that 2024 first. We talked about this a little bit yesterday. I, I don't know that I buy that idea that like they 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 never wanted 13. I think if they could have gotten 13, they would have. But this is not the draft to have two picks in the top 15. There just aren't those kinds of players. Like the 2019 draft, that was the draft. Like the Packers, to get Rashawn Gary and Darnell Savage in that class, they did really well. But imagine some of the opportunities they had there 
to get some ultra premium position players in the top 15. Like this, the Lions, unless they're able to get Anthony Richardson at six, which I hope they don't, they have two picks in the top 20. This is not the draft for that, especially not in the top 10, because there just aren't those premium players in this draft. And so I think moving back from 15 into, you know, the later teens or even the early 20s, picking up an extra pick or two in uh, in in day two or whatever it is, a third and a fourth or a second or whatever it is, that makes a lot of sense given the shape of this draft and given that the Packers are at, at minimum looking like they're going to get 42 or 43 from the Jets. So if you're already getting that, now you, like, let's say you, you're able to add another pick in that range and there you know there are a lot of different opportunities um without seeing it all um play out it's hard to know for sure like what what teams might be interested in moving up and from where you know a team like the ravens at 22 what are they doing with lamar jackson maybe they want to trade up for a quentin johnston and they'll give you a, a you know a day two pick. Maybe a team like Minnesota wants to trade up for a quarterback. Maybe Pittsburgh wants to just say, okay, we just want to move up a little. So we'll we'll give you our third round pick. We'll give you 80 to go from 17 to 15. Great. Great. And then you feel even better about taking a Michael Mayer or a Dalton Kincaid there. And you're adding a pick in a place where this draft is the most strong. I think that makes a lot of sense for the Packers. Now, if you if there's a player you like there, stick and pick. Because you are getting, in all likelihood, this extra second rounder from the Jets. In a trade that, according to Zach Black from The Athletic, could be consummated as soon as this week. It's going to get done before the draft. That seems pretty clear. They're haggling over little details. Blatt reported essentially that they're they're closer than is being made out. It's not like there's some gulf between them. They're they're trying to get the little nuances done in this deal. And so with that in mind, like yes, you're already getting an extra top 50 pick, but you know, if you can get another top 100 pick, top 75 pick especially, you could be in really good position here in the meat of this draft. All right, today's episode brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. FanDuel is America's number one sports book. FanDuel is also giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash on to sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the net all on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. So Matt LaFleur said um, the other day that, you know, we have to temper our expectations on Jordan Love and that, you know, he's not Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, okay, duh. And now I've I've talked about on this show as recently as a couple days ago how I think 
Jordan Love can meet or exceed the level of play the Packers got out of their quarterback last year. And you can throw all of the explanations, the circumstances, the excuses, whatever you want to call them. You can throw them all at me for what why Aaron Rodgers was the way that he was last year. The injuries, the new receivers, by the way, he played a role in not being as up to speed with those receivers as he could have been. But this offense is going to look different. No doubt about it. There are going to be a lot of people who run with narratives after that. This, oh, he's saying Jordan Love is not going to be good. All of that. You can't simultaneously believe Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest of all time. And then also argue that what Matt LaFleur says, don't expect Jordan Love to be Aaron Rodgers, that that is somehow slander. And the people who are predisposed to make that case are generally this overlap of Packers front office haters and Aaron Rodgers capers. Like that's the that's the overlap. And the reason those tend to go hand in hand is because the people who believe in Aaron Rodgers, you know, just to the ends of the earth are the ones going, he didn't have enough help. None of this was his fault. You know, you're doing great, sweetie. Whatever. And and look, I get, I get it. I guess. I get it. But if you believe Aaron Rodgers is one of the greatest players to ever play, whatever you think happened last year, make your excuses. Okay. Finger injury. Rib injury, all that stuff. For a coach to say Jordan Love is not going to be Aaron Rodgers. That is like the the simplest thing he could possibly say. Don't expect the back-to-back MVP, the four-time MVP. Don't expect that guy on this team. There's nothing controversial about that. And, And look, I have been accused once upon a time of being someone who stokes controversy, who stirs the pot just to stir it. And, you know, from time to time, I resemble that remark. But this is one of those cases where there is there is no there there. there this is nothing to see. There's, there's nothing in these remarks that is at all remarkable. Jordan Love will not be Aaron Rodgers in year one. Wow. Now, when Matt LaFleur says that, and when I say that, I'm talking about four-time MVP Aaron Rodgers. I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers, destroyer of worlds Aaron Rodgers. I'm talking about Aaron Rodgers, arguably, in his words, arguably the greatest Packer of all time, Aaron Rodgers. No, don't expect him to be that guy in year one. And why not? Guess what? You know who wasn't that in year one? Aaron Rodgers. Go back and look in 2008. Now, Aaron Rodgers was, was solid in 2008. He was pretty good. The team was a six-win team because the defense kept giving up late leads. They had to learn how to win these games together. They had to learn to believe in their quarterback. They had to do a lot of things together. Jordan Love is not going to be Aaron Rodgers, you know, MVP in 2023. But can he be 2008 Aaron Rodgers? Absolutely he can. Can he be 2022 Aaron Rodgers? Absolutely he can. I think the question is, 
Can he be 2019 Aaron Rodgers? You go back to 2019 when Rodgers, you know, is is dragging this offense. He's a button pusher. He didn't really understand why he was being asked to play this way. And then, of course, leans into it even more in 2021, really buys into the Matt LaFleur system and wins MVP. Neither here nor there. But he didn't he didn't play nearly as well in 2020 or 2019 as he did in 2020 and 2021. He had some nice numbers. Single-handedly beat the Lions. Single-handedly beat the Lions again. But the rest of the season, kind of up and down. Didn't put together many great games. Had that one game where he had a perfect passer rating against the Raiders. But if you if you extrapolate that into Jordan Love, I say, okay, take out the Rodgers being Rodgers with no one to throw to against the Lions the first time. Jordan Love's not going to win that game. Um, last week of the season against the Lions in Detroit, come back to win. You start out really slow. Okay, probably not going to win that game. But now you're at 11 wins if you win these other games. They got a little lucky. Things like, okay, Pat Mahomes got hurt in 2019, so they didn't have to play him when they went to Kansas City. That helps. If they get some luck on that front and they stay relatively healthy, now they need to add that veteran receiver. If it's not Corey Davis, it needs to be someone. It's obviously not going to be Marvin Jones, who just signed to come back in Detroit. They need to find some some pieces here and there. They need to get some internal improvement. Matt LaFleur talked about, you know, speaking of tempering expectations, he's like, I want to temper this comparison, but Romeo Dobbs has Devontae Adams movement skills. Well, Matt LaFleur, not the only guy to say that. Aaron Rodgers said that last year about rookies when he never says anything nice about rookies ever. Okay, so. Then you, you're taking out those two Detroit games. Let's let's take out two more. Just because. Like, okay, you're not going to have the perfect passer rating against the Raiders. But that's a home game against the Raiders. The defense came up with enough plays. You probably win that game. I'm sure I can think of one or two other games where Aaron Rodgers was just awesome and they won because Rodgers was incredible. But there weren't really that many of those in 2019. That gets you to nine wins. Well, that's, that's a win better than they were last year. Not worse than they were last year. It's better. Now, whether or not they're going to actually be better is a separate issue. And whether he's going to outplay Aaron Rodgers from 2022 is a separate issue. But the Packers are going into this season expecting Love to play, I would think, at least at the level that we saw from Aaron Rodgers last year. With whatever caveats you want to add, that's fine, Adam. But... If Jordan Love can't play better than that when Rodgers was like the 21st best quarterback in the league last year, then you, you've you've bet on the wrong horse. That's just the reality. And we talked about this the other day. If you can't be better than Carson Wentz, Baker Mayfield, and the dregs at the quarterback position that are in there in the league, there's, there's six, eight, maybe even 10 quarterbacks in the league right now who are not starting caliber quarterbacks, are not really preferred starter quality. So if you're only better than those guys, you're not doing great. And that was Aaron Rodgers last year. Make whatever excuses you want. The productivity was the productivity. And he didn't produce. He just didn't. 
So Jordan Love, temper your expectations insofar as he's not going to be MVP Aaron Rodgers. But can he be 2023 Aaron Rodgers? Or 2022 Aaron Rodgers, excuse me. Yes. The question is, can he be 2019 Aaron Rodgers? And if he can be 2019 Aaron Rodgers, or honestly, even 2008 Aaron Rodgers, minus the, the meltdowns by the defense, that 2018, I think they were 11th in DVOA. They should have won 10 games, probably. The Packers last year, by the way, should have won 10 games at least. You you blow a double a two-score lead against Washington, a two-score lead against Detroit, a two-score lead against the, the Giants. They blew these games. They should have been a 10 or 11 win team last year. If Aaron Rodgers plays 2019 level, they do that. And so that is, we talk about the, the range of outcomes. They could be a six or seven win team. I think they're too talented to be any worse than that. With some bad luck, some bad injuries, some bad close game luck, some bad bounces, they're a six win, seven win team. Flip that. Jordan Love exceeds some expectations, but he doesn't have to be great, but he exceeds some expectations. He's 2019 Aaron Rodgers. And they get decent injury luck and some decent close game luck. Yeah, they can be a 10 or 11 win team for sure. In this week NFC, absolutely with this schedule, they can do that. So again, temper your expectations, but also understand that they the expectations can't just be not terrible. Like Jordan Love, this is, you know, we're talking about three years in the league, former first round pick. The expectation is internally, and it should be externally, that this guy is a pretty good quarterback. You know, a, a middling to better quarterback, a top half quarterback at some point, doesn't have to be right away, but like by the end of the year, you want him to be like the 13th or 14th best quarterback in the league, at least, if you can. We'll see if that happens. Thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes. From free agency to the draft, salary cap management, and more, join NFL expert Kyle Crabb and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I mentioned I was looking at the pass rushers. I, I do think if the Packers trade down, that, that is where you could also take your shot. With that extra second, now you can really be aggressive with those picks. Maybe you double dip in the second round at tight end. Maybe someone like Darnell Washington falls. Maybe you go Sam Laporta and Luke Musgraves, basically back to back. Why not? They both can do a lot of different things for your offense. And then at 78, you grab a Cedric Tillman or a Jaden Reeves. You know, Jordan Reed, friend of the show, put, put out a, a mock. And he had Darnell Washington, Miles Murphy, Jaden Reeves, and, and Jordan Battle. And I was like, this is a really good, it's a really good draft for the Packers. Like, sign me up for this one. And I, I think that for, for Green Bay, like, that's a good scenario. Sorry, it's Jaden Reed from Michigan State, not Jordan Reed. But the 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 pick is Miles Murphy at 15, Darnell Washington at 45, Jaden Reed at 78, and Jordan Battle at 116. To me, that's a home run draft. Did they get a, a number one receiver? No, but they have a number one receiver. His name is Christian Watson. 
And I think Romeo Dobbs has a chance to be a legitimate number two. So someone like Jaden Reeves, who's fits the size that you want, at least height-wise, can put on a little weight, ran in the four fours. You see on tape, the explosiveness is there. Would be a nice complimentary piece. They they do need a veteran. Matt LaFleur said that. I continue to believe that's going to be Corey Davis, but we'll see. All right. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, like when mercifully this trade actually gets executed, um, we will do it on Locked on Packers YouTube page so you can stay. Locked on Packers.